Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Gaming. My name is Miles Large. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to talk about our favorite stories in video games. So as usual, we're going to talk about games we've been playing recently. Uh, I had just recently started playing Persona 3 Portable. Well, I mean, started my, or continued continued my playthrough, yes, thank you. It's still as good as I remember. I mean, I haven't beaten Portable. I've beaten 3, but I haven't beaten Portable yet. But I mean, you know, it still is fun. Where are you with non-spoiler Non-spoilers, descriptions. I am, let's see, it's during summer. I know it doesn't tell you anything. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. I don't remember what happens when. Let's see. I and uh, let's see. The dog's on my team. We just got the dog. I think that was the latest thing. Okay. Is this before or after the beach? After. Okay. Yeah. I've been playing and beat uh, Bayonetta two. I think it was overall better than the first game. Yeah. For a couple reasons that you know we we touched on couple podcast episodes ago two two or three ago when i said that i was playing bayonetta 2 mm-hmm. uh you know no quick time events that kill you in the cutscenes. scenes uh, you're not punished for using items story actually makes sense in the and towards the end of the game it gets a little like mm, what like yeah. let me think about this but it's nowhere near as bad as bayonetta 1 where i'd say 90% of the game, I just had absolutely no idea no what idea, was going yeah. on and why I was doing what I was doing. Uh, however, I don't think it reached the height of Bayonetta 1. Mm-hmm. And the height of Bayonetta 1 to me was the Space Harrier level slash the Jean fight. Yeah, that was a really good part So of the I don't think Bayonetta 2 hits that, but overall, yeah, I think it's better and more consistent. There's a level that's trying to be like the Space Harrier fight, but it's it's not as fun or cool. Mm. So on to our main topic, uh, favorite stories. Um, the first one I have on my list is Metal Gear Solid. I wouldn't say just the game Metal Gear Solid, but the overall series, I think the stories... I like the story, I don't know. It's pretty... It's really convoluted sometimes at points, and especially during Metal Gear Solid 4, uh-huh. where it just kind of absolutely like loses it. Yeah, it but, goes off um, the rails, for yeah. sure. But um, I really like the story in a Metal Gear Solid, the series, especially 1, 2... And uh, three, the first three I like really a lot. Uh-huh. I do enjoy the story in the Metal Gear Solid series. I would say though that my standout favorite would be Metal Gear Solid Three. Mm-hmm. Um, its story is probably probably the best. Uh, it's well, it's my favorite game in in the series, and part of the reason is because I I think the story is the best, and it's also the best paced. Yeah. Um. Because, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, the story's kind of interesting, but it's basically, like, nothing really happens to, like, the very end. Mm-hmm. And then just a bunch of shit gets explained, and it's like, yeah. this is cool, but I wish this had been, like, you know, explained... Throughout the thing. Yeah, progressively throughout the the uh, the game, instead of, like, oh, hey, this is like Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah. Oh, hey, this is like Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, hey, this is like Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, hey, this is like Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, hey, I was oh, playing Metal Gear Solid 1 yeah. all along. Oh, here, this is why it's Metal Gear Solid 1. It's yeah. like, okay, I guess, but like, yeah. I don't know. So I don't think it's paced very well. Metal Gear Solid 1, the, the story's good. But yeah. I, I think 
I think Metal Gear Solid 3 has a better story. Um, part of the reason why I think if they were to make a Metal Gear Solid movie, even though they would probably do One. the story for the first game, I think they would have the most success with the third game because I feel like the story's the best to be adapted into a movie. Yeah. Flows, you know, pretty well, has, you know, good climax and stuff. Part of the reason for, I think, it'd be make a better movie also is the uh, the bosses in Metal Gear Solid 1 are kind of important, I guess you would say, to, like, the story. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how you would really, like, translate that into a movie. Fighting, yeah. like, bosses without it just being, like, having to rush through them and stuff. Yeah. Whereas in Metal Gear Solid 3, I feel like the bosses, besides the boss, mm-hmm. are more kind of throwaway and don't really matter. Yeah. So I feel like you could get away in a movie more with not really, like, yeah. delving into, like, what they're doing. Yeah, Whereas exactly. opposed to Metal Gear Solid 1, where it's like, you know, you have Sniper Wolf thing with, like, Otacon, and, like, mm-hmm. that's important and stuff, and it's like, mm, how are you going to, like, squeeze that into, you know, a two, two-and-a-half-hour movie? Yeah. So that's part of the reason why I think Metal Gear Solid 3 would, uh, you know, be a better movie. But uh, I do just think that the story itself is better. Metal Gear Solid 4's story is trash. I, I actually like Peace Walker's story, too. Metal Gear Solid 5's story is all right. It has its ups and it has its downs. But yeah. uh, I might be a little biased towards 3 and Peace Walker because it's set during the uh, the Cold War. And for some reason, I just have yeah. an infinity for the Cold War. But, uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid stories, if not good, at least fun. Mm-hmm. Though I do think they are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely uh 3 is one of the 3 is one of the best games in the series in uh, my opinion also as well. I uh I actually like 5 a little bit more than 3, mostly for gameplay reasons, but as far as stories go, yeah, 3 is probably the best in the series. I do like 3 story a lot. Um I do like 1 story a lot even though it gets kind of weird at the end and a little like I mean, it's not confusing and hard to understand, but it's just like yeah. it gets a little like, you know, weird. But and uh and twos yeah twos kind of like the ending totally just like is too much stuff yeah exactly it's just like they just like threw everything at yeah. you exposition yeah. dump at the yeah. end yeah and so it's kind of that's kind of weird and um Peace Walker's story is pretty good too yeah four story is kind of it's I don't really like it that much there's it's funny because I'll be as I'm as I was replaying it and sitting here like I could just, I would point out different things like my brother was sitting me with me on the couch uh-huh. and I would just point out different things that I didn't like about it and I was just I felt like such a grump just because yeah. I was just like sitting here and like complaining about this game yet I continue to play it and yeah stuff. but I mean I don't know it's a fun game don't get me wrong like I enjoy playing it it's just yeah. like you know I just find a lot a lot of faults with it I feel you so one of my favorite stories in um video games would be the Zero Escape series, mm-hmm. which would be 999 and Virtue's Last Reward, mm-hmm. and soon to be Zero Time Dilemma. Both those games, the especially the second game, the story is really convoluted. Yeah. Like It's like worse than Metal Gear Solid 4 levels of convoluted, mm-hmm. where, where it's just like, I have no idea what's going on. So much stuff is explained at the end. Like I'm replaying through that game to get ready for the next one because... I barely remember what happened yeah. at the very end of that game. But uh, something that I, even if they're not necessarily the most well-written, even though I do think that they're at least decently written, Yeah. but something I think they do have going for them is both the stories in those games can can only really be told through, through video games. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, I was talking about Metal Gear Solid 3, you know, how I feel like it could make a good film, 
you know, mm. movie. Yeah. Nine 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 and Virtue's Last Word could not. Mm. It just their yeah. stories are intrinsically tied to the devices that you're playing them on. Yeah. Uh, you'll know what I mean if and when you uh, beat the first game. It really takes advantage of it of the medium that it's in. Uh, yeah, the, I mean the char- the characters are very well written, but and the story, although convoluted, definitely you can't play it not on anything but a DS. Yeah. Well, the second game you can play on a Vita too, but mm-hmm. first game, like it only works on a DS. They ported it to the iOS, so for you know iPads and iPhones and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think they took out like most of the gameplay. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so it's basically just like a visual novel. I mean, the game is like a visual novel already, but, you know, there's still yeah. gameplay, there's puzzles and stuff. Yeah. And they basically took out, like, all the puzzles. That's kind of lame. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what they were thinking. I'm excited for the n- new one to wrap things up, hopefully. Yeah. Because the second game really left on some... some <laughs> uh, Major things. Cliffhangers. Cliffhangers. Left, left on some major cliffhangers. So I, I, I trust the director of the game to do another well-written story that is intrinsically tied again to the medium of video games. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I have not played any of these games, but Eric just lent me a copy of 999 to play, so I, I'll i get on that eventually. You definitely should. Yeah. Hopefully, next podcast, you'll be saying what you played last week was 999. <laughs> not beat it, because I don't expect you to do that, yeah. but at least played it a little bit. Yeah. The next game on my list is Ration Clank, uh, Crack in Time. Um, this is... Probably like without uh, within the Ratchet fan base, known as the best Ratchet and Clank game, especially as far as gameplay goes. But the story is pretty interesting too. It mostly focuses around uh, Ratchet's past and like his um, his origin story. Uh, throughout the series, he's basically he's known to be like the last Lombax, but then you know you find another one. You find another Lombax, and uh, he's like an older guy, and like he knew your dad. He knew Ratchet's dad. And so, like, it's kind of interesting to go on, like, you know, an adventure with him and, you know, seeing where that takes you. And then the other part of the story is uh, you're finding Clank because Clank um, had disappeared since the last game. And you've been looking for him ever since because, you know, Clank's your buddy. And so it's not really original or anything. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been told. Some Something similar has been told. Uh-huh. But I, I think it's also, like, the way it's told, it's, it's a, a little different and it's kind of interesting uh, to see like you know flashbacks and things in the game because there are a lot of that. There's a lot of that when Ratchet talks to the older Lombax. Uh huh. You saying that um, uh, Ratchet's looking for Clank mm-hmm. reminds me of uh, the Daxter game on the PSP. Oh yeah, where he plays Daxter, where he plays Daxter looking for uh, for Jack. Jack. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah, thing. that's funny. Speaking of that game, I actually uh, I beat it, but I don't remember beating it at all. Yeah. <laughs> like I went to go play it. Um, whenever and i was like oh yeah i should beat this game and then i like looked at it and like oh i i had beaten it already uh-huh. like i had all the like not all the orbs but like i had you know all the completion for the last level yeah I'm like oh that's weird i don't remember that at all but yeah uh daxter was one of the games i wanted a psp for actually yeah. never played it yeah never got it. it was it was pretty fun and then i remember getting to a certain point and it got like i couldn't figure out what to do so i never played it or at least i thought i never played it uh-huh. but then yeah like i said i had beaten it at some point but yeah. i really don't remember yeah but, it yeah. Le- leads into the uh, second game because mm-hmm. yeah. in between like the first and second cutscene of jack 2 yeah is daxter the game yeah which is interesting yeah totally anyways uh back to ratchet and clank uh, yeah sorry back to ratchet and clank um 
I think that was all I had to say on it, really. I, I enjoy the story. Oh, another thing about the story is that um, the main villain of the third game, uh, he can also... he I mean, he can kind of be seen as the main villain of the ov- overarching like series sometimes because he appears in multiple games. Uh, Dr. Nefarious, uh, he's the he's the main villain of this game too, which is interesting because when uh, he talks about his, like, his plans of what he's trying to do and stuff like that, and it, it ties back into the older game, which is cool. That's, that is cool. So a game whose story is basically what carries the game from not being completely garbage is uh, Deadly Premonition. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, the gameplay itself is just mostly mediocre. But, like, sound design... It's awful. (laughs) Frame rate, graphics, they're just... They're not good. But the story is really, really interesting. I guess I wouldn't even necessarily say it's the story itself. The story's kind of, like kind of weird and dumb yeah but but the characters it's yeah. like the characters are the characters. very fleshed out and you know you makes the game makes you care about them uh the way the game's structured um you know it's open world you go around town you can help people mm-hmm. doing doing side quests or basically just you know helping people mm-hmm. and so you know it really makes the feel the town feel alive and you really get to know the characters so that's what makes the story enjoyable is i want to know you know what happens to these characters and stuff mm-hmm uh, a lot of things are basically just ripoffs of Twin Peaks, but uh, the TV show, uh, which I highly recommend you to watch. Uh, we're getting a new season of that next year, I believe. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't necessarily say it's a ripoff, but it you know it basically copies like the copies themes and kind of character archetypes from the show, but yeah. uh, the, the story itself pretty much isn't really related, other than the premise of going to a uh, northwestern you know town to solve a you know murder mystery type thing but past that and then you know it's weird and stuff Mm -hmm. but past that like you know the the stories aren't really related it's more the characters are similar but i think the game pays homage to uh twin peaks well and Mm -hmm. like i said the characters are really interesting yeah yeah it's funny that you say like basically a lot of a lot of things about the game are pretty mediocre because like that's a good way of describing it but yeah the characters it's uh it's kind of funny you can go around town and saving everyone and the main characters at least um for the main part of the story it's kind of funny watching them interact with each other because there there's definitely some moments where it's you know you just have nothing to do you can do nothing but just like you know smile it's very cheesy and like yeah, it's, it's very fun. campy yeah so one of my favorite games thanks to you and you're one, welcome yeah and one of the and I really like the story of this game. Is a Persona Three, Persona Four too, but I uh, I like Three more than Four for different reasons. But I'll save that for later. The story is very like, well, first of all, it's very like anime. Yeah, I mean it's made by Atlas and it's like a Japanese game. Yeah, it's also very unique, and I th- think that's what I really like about it. It's it's unlike anything I've ever seen before, really. I think it's kind of similar to a. Uh... Deadly Premonition, where the characters are really what uh, make you care about the story, because uh, the, the story is kind of interesting. But you know, it, again, it's more about like you know what's happening to these characters that I care about, since you know you can hang out with them and yeah. you know form relationships. I uh, I actually think the pacing of Persona Three story is utter garbage, and I don't yeah, know what they it's were thinking. Weird. Uh, like, there's months where you just you don't do anything. Nothing, yeah. literally nothing happens. Yeah, like I said though, it's it's you know more about you know, what these characters are doing and, mm-hmm. you know, during these months, maybe nothing main story is happening, but, mm-hmm. you know, you're still hanging out with the characters and mm-hmm. building bonds with them. So yeah, I think it's, 
more the characters that I care about in Persona 3 than necessarily the story, although the premise of the story is interesting. Yeah, the premise of the story is, I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of, kind of makes me think of like sci-fi and like just like things that are like, you know, out of this world, like could never happen. But uh-huh. like, you know, I don't know. I, I find interest in those kind of things. But um, yeah, no, definitely this, the drive main driving factor of the story in Persona 3 is the characters and what happens to the characters, you know, as the uh, story unfolds, like, you know, as, you know, they discover different shadows and, you know, months go on and things like that and they fight these other uh, creatures and venture into the tower and things like that. Um, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see their, um, you know, how they change and how they develop as characters. Uh-huh. I think I would care about the story also more in Persona 3 if the uh, protagonist wasn't a uh, blank slate silent mm-hmm. protagonist like it's fine that he is like it's not that big a deal mm-hmm. especially since i said like uh it's more about the characters in the story yeah but i think if they wanted it to be more about the story then then they definitely have to ditch the uh the silent protagonist because i don't know like tell me a story don't you know yeah i don't know like because they want you to put you in the game yeah but it's like i feel like that's detrimental to to telling a story mm-hmm. but again like i said it's more about the characters than yeah. actually what the plot points themselves are. That's true. I actually don't mind that the character is a silent protagonist, but as far as the story goes, yeah, I don't think it works well. Uh, so another series, or another set of games that I think have good stories, or maybe not necessarily good, but stories I enjoy, to say that, is uh, Guard 3 and Nier. Mm-hmm. I bring those up together, since Nier is a spinoff of the Guard series. Guard 1 story... Eh, it's whatever i guess at the end it gets interesting yeah but basically like 90 percent of it is just like pretty cliche and i don't really care yeah and i haven't played dragon guard 2 because the director of the first game didn't make that one and i guess most fans don't like it or whatever so it's like oh well maybe mm. i'll play it one day but mm. you know I, I haven't played it yet uh but dragon guard 3 story i really like something i really like about it is is it kind of plops you in the middle of the story like, it starts off and, like, you know, it takes a couple maybe missions before you kind of get an understanding of, like, a little bit of what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like the game kind of nicely explains things, you mm-hmm. know, through context clues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, it just gets batshit insane and it's really good. And then Nier's story is also very well done. Probably one of the uh, better stories done in video games. Unfortunately, some of the interesting parts of Nier are actually in a companion book called Grimoire Nier, I believe is what it was called. It was only released in Japan. Mm. However, there have been have been fan translations, so you you can read like probably like ninety percent of Grimoire Nier, and it's free. This thing's freaking long. <laughs> like if they had taken all the story and like information in this book, uh, Nier could have been like three times as long. Yeah. Uh, but even what we got is is really good. Uh, I should. I need to play it in front of you one of these days, or you need to play it or something. Because uh, you show me. Yeah, I know, but like the whole game. Okay. Um, I will say a detriment to the story is you kind of stop caring after a while because to get the last ending, you have to be- basically beat the game four times. Mm. And the first time it's like okay, you know, interesting. Yeah. And the second time it's a little bit interesting because a little bit of couple things change throughout the story so it makes it a little bit interesting yeah but the next two times going through it till the end it's like the exact same time as the second time so it's like i'm just rushing through this skipping the cutscenes yeah. and stuff but 
the first two times it's definitely really interesting and the endings are very good and also kind of like with the uh, 999 and uh virtue's last reward the uh the last ending is something that really can only be done in video games and i was i was mad about it for about a week but uh <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that in case anyone wants to play it mm-hmm. so the next game on both of our lists i guess is a uh, catherine the story for catherine is really interesting and it's unlike anything i've ever seen before honestly yeah i mean especially this might sound kind of kind of mean but especially for uh for japan mm-hmm. because their their stories for the most part you know you know you think anime or japan japanese games you're gonna think for the most part you know protagonist in high school mm-hmm. a la persona yeah a la and then there's 999 some... versus yeah. last reward like all this stuff like you know oh they're 16 year old yeah in, you know high school and then there's like a quirk in the story where it's like that's like the stick of the that's what makes the uh, media what it is yeah so you know uh you know anime anime video games can kind of get kind of cliche even though you know there's still ways to, to shake it up even mm-hmm. using that that um blueprint but yeah i know catherine is like no nah, we're just gonna have like these 30 year old guys like going through midlife crises <laughs> you know freaking out about what to do with their life yeah uh so it, you know it's kind of refreshing to see in in uh, japanese games mm-hmm. it is it is refreshing to see because uh, honestly yeah like we talked about i've never seen a story like that exactly and especially like a japanese one at that i think a really interesting part of the story too is like you know the main plot which is the uh the whole romance horror kind of yeah. theme that's like driving you know driving along and that's pretty interesting because it's like you know they have um you play as the protagonist your protagonist vincent and he has you know he keeps having these nightmares and it's like he's trying to figure you know figure out what's going on with his like love life and stuff yeah. and he's confused and stuff and it's kind of cool because like you know people are like that you know they're yeah. confused and they don't know you know what to do sometimes definitely like i was saying with about persona if i wanted to care about the story more they would need a voice protagonist mm-hmm. and that's basically what Catherine does like yeah. you have a voice protagonist you're you're playing as vincent mm-hmm. not you're playing as yourself yeah and so I feel like that gives the the story more room to breathe, even though you are still like making making choices, and mm-hmm. you know there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, nine endings, mm-hmm. eight, and there's eight because there's okay. three K Atherin, three C Atherin, and then two neutral or freedom freedom ones. What if you count the other one at the end of a uh, battle? That's not okay. Okay, technically there's nine. You know, based you know based off choices and how you respond to text messages and yeah. and you know how you answer things in the uh, the uh, confessional and stuff. The characters and the story I think are very well done. Catherine, it's one of my favorite games of last gen and just one of my favorite games. Yeah, I definitely hope that Atlas, when they're done with Persona Five, maybe not necessarily make a Catherine two. Uh, you know, I think Vincent's story is pretty much yeah. done. Uh, but you know, they had the whole like Golden Playhouse thing going on, so. Mm-hmm. They could definitely set another game in this golden playhouse theater type thing. Yeah. The uh, last uh, series on my list, whose story that I absolutely love, even though I would say by most accounts it's not necessarily very good, mm-hmm. is Kingdom Hearts. Mm. The first game, pretty simple. You know, stuff happens at the beginning, and then mostly it's just going through Disney worlds, and then little trickles of story here and there, and that then at the end it kind of goes into like square enix territory it might not have been square enix at the time whatever but uh 
and but then but then from there on the story goes more square enix with each title and like gets confusing and then there's like time travel later in the series and it gets all kinds of convoluted and stuff like it's it's <laughs> metal gear levels of of convoluted yeah but i really love it uh-huh. like i said even though it's not necessarily the best or mm-hmm. even well written i just i don't know they hooked me in and i'm i'm set i'm yeah. i'm set i'm i'm going along for the nomura's crazy ride yeah i definitely excited to see what they can pull out of their ass in kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> that'll be exciting yeah hopefully we'll get information about that at uh, e3 yeah. up in a month i've only played kingdom hearts 1 and i i will i will say uh, the story for kingdom hearts 1 is is pretty good I, yeah i really enjoy it yeah when i played it i think the uh the prologue to kingdom hearts 2 despite it taking probably three hours yeah it takes a really long time the uh, the first time you do it i think the story in kingdom hearts 2 kingdom hearts 2 prologue mm-hmm. is actually well written yeah as opposed to like the rest of the series where even though it's interesting it might not be well written mm-hmm. but i think the prologue is actually really well done yeah I mean, like I said, it has this problem, and I understand why people dislike it, because it's like, let me play the game. Yeah. Why am I playing as this character who's not the main character? Not Sora. What's going <laughs> on? Like, nothing's explained, but I, I think it's actually really well done, and, and attempts to at least set up a good story. Now, yeah. whether it follows through with that, you know, that that could be argued either way, but I think at mm-hmm. least the prologue itself is very well written. Yeah, totally. The last game on my list is uh, Heavy Rain. Both of us have played this game, and uh, it is basically a murder mystery kind of game and you play as uh four different characters and uh the more you play like each character's like story uh the more the story kind of evolves and like you know it changes and you you know you start to wonder you you know how close am i to catching the killer uh-huh yeah uh i i like heavy rain story i i think the uh the twist of who the killer is is kind of an ass pull um yeah it is a for a bit. certain reason that you know we can't really yeah talk about because it's the, getting like, getting into spoilers yeah other than that yeah I, I do enjoy uh heavy rain story i think they they could have fixed it had you just played as uh what's his name ethan or is that one of the kids or is that no, the, guy you the guy you played i think if you just played as ethan they could have gotten away with a twist uh yeah but then you know how are you going to inter- integrate the other characters in the story mm-hmm. but uh yeah i do enjoy the story there's actually, I believe, like an, an interview with the uh, developers or directors on or wherever, mm-hmm. where they kind of talk about the things they cut out of the story. Yeah. And the things they cut out are actually kind of interesting and probably would have made the story better, but uh, I I do enjoy what we got. Do you remember what they cut out? Uh, yeah. You know how... This is very mild spoilers, but, you know, spoiler if you don't yeah. want to know anything about the story. Yeah. So you know how Ethan kind of has these, like, blackout things that he goes yeah. through and then... He has, like, origami figures. Yeah. Yeah, there was going to be... When he was blacked out, you were going to go through, like, weird, like, weird-ass dream sequences and stuff. Okay. And I believe there was going to be some supernatural elements that they... Mm. That were originally going to be in the game or something. I, I might be wrong on that, but something like that. Okay. Uh, so it would have kind of explained what we got in the game a little bit more. Mm. As opposed to just being kind of, like, left not really explained. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well... Thank you for listening. As always, you can subscribe to the RSS feed, which is on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can also subscribe to youtube.com slash milesarchtv. And you can also follow us at our Twitter 
at LTG Podcast. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>